by the virtue of God loving you, you inherited Jesus. You received Jesus. And let me tell you something. You don't belong to this family we are talking about. In the realm of the spirit, if you have not received Jesus, the entry point into everything called heritage and inheritance is Jesus. He is the one that shed his blood so that God could just have mercy and receive us into the Holy But the truth is this. Agape is calm. Unconditional love is matured. Unconditional love is peaceful. Unconditional love is reasonable. It's stable. Now, can you just welcome somebody to your left, to your right, tell them you're welcome to church. God bless you for coming. It's good to see you in church this morning. All right. Um, I want to teach briefly, quickly, as God will help, on what I call the kingdom family virtues. The kingdom family virtues. And it's not just because today is Families and Friends Day. Alright? But you know, um, I had to wait longer to get this from God. And God told me, He said, there are seven things that you will want to be instilled in every member of this assembly. And those seven things is what I want to share with you. They are very important instruction right from the hoven of heaven. Now, when we talked about virtues, we are talking about the moral excellence, a beneficial and commendable quality, merit and goodness of a thing or of its own, of a somebody, uh, or um, a group of people. Now, that, this is actually very important. Um, you know, you talk about moral excellence and a beneficial and commendable quality, merit or goodness of a thing, or of a group of people. And it simply speaks of the kingdom family virtues as the high standard of merit. Alright. Um, merit, high standard, merit and quality of how life should be um, in the kingdom. And then let me just quickly summarize this. We are God's kingdom people beyond just denominations or groups. Our body of Christ is bigger than a denomination, and Christ is the head of the body. And then God calls and sets everyone into a different family unit. So when you say Christ is the head of the body, uh, so there are different family units in the overall spiritual family, overall body of Christ. Alright? So, sometimes when I use the word kingdom family, I'm using it just beyond communion Christian center. We should get it right in communion Christian center and then it showcase what I am trying to teach you. And it's been impacted, I believe, um, you know, beyond the communion Christian center into the rest of the families in the body of Christ. I hope you get that. So, the body of Christ is the big family. All right? And then God is the founder of a family institution. God is the initiator, is the pioneer of family institution. God is the one that taught about it, implemented it, all right? And is the father of us all. All right? In the body of Christ, in the realm of the spirit, you are a kingdom person. There is nothing like communion Christian center. There is nothing like um, a, a, a presbytery church or presbyter, the presbyter or Methodist or Anglican in the kingdom of God. All right? 
We are all one and the same in the realm of the spirit. So you should know that there is no discrimination, there is no segmentation, but for the purpose of organization, for the purpose of fulfilling different kinds of mandates of, over, under the raw, overall mandate. So God of heaven has situated, has planted every one of us and divided us into different local assembly called denominations. Planted you in a spiritual family. Alright? Just like you didn't decide your biological family the same way you don't decide your spiritual family. It's God that decides it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't decide it. So, but that you must know. It's very important. So, God is the initiator. He is the family God. He's not a man that he should lie. So, I don't say he's a family man. He's a family God. I hope you get what I'm saying. So, he's the one that sets things in place. Alright? And then you can see that in the first creation, he founded, and he founded the first marriage. You know that Adam and Eve, Genesis chapter 2. And also, fourth family of faiths. He founded the first family of faith himself, Abraham and Sarah. Isaiah chapter 51 verse 2. He said, look at Abraham, Isaiah chapter 51 verse 2. Look at Abraham, your father. That is an example of faith. And to Sarah who bore you, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. You know, in prayer yesterday I was sharing with some people that, you know, there are things that trend online. And that doesn't mean that the truth is, I mean, it's not everything that trend, that even if it looks like gospel, that is gospel. I mean, that means people are saying polygamy is, is biblical. But then let me tell you something. To our next step, polygamy is biblical. Alright? But that something is biblical does not mean it's fundamental. Alright? It doesn't mean that it's a present truth to work with. It doesn't mean that even when it looks like it was biblical under the old covenant, let me show you something. God has always recognized a woman in a marriage. He doesn't recognize more than one. That's the truth. Look at Abraham, your father, and Sarah, who bore you. Now, Agai was part of the equation. I hope you know that. You know Agai was part of the equation. Now, God never, in eternal plan of God, Agai was not in it. To represent a standard family, Adam and Eve. Abraham and Sarah. Jacob and Leah. Not Rachel. For your information. Some of you don't like to bear Leah. It's Leah that is correct. It's not beauty. Rachel was beautiful, more beautiful than Leah, but Leah carried eternal plan. Are you getting what I'm saying? So to God, Jacob, Leah. Because Jesus would not have come from both of them. Are you getting what I'm saying? And even marry more than two. He had four. You know, the housemates too. Or uh, what they call it. Um, they are um, made. Uh-huh. So they also gave birth. So that's how Paul, that's how Jacob have, they said 12 tribes. Are you getting what I'm saying? 12 tribes. So but then what I'm sharing with you is that when I say family, I mean, people say God is polygamous. I mean, because people say all kinds of things. I'm just bringing out things from the, he says he's the husband of the widows. See, so you are saying that now that you can believe other spirits apart from the Holy Spirit. He that is born of the Spirit is spirit. Don't let us even go into that. But see, let me tell you something. Don't take things that friend or look at things that can confuse your spirit. 
and become warped in your mentality, get acquainted with the scripture and understand what the scripture is saying. So God founded the first family of faith. He said those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. So he set Abraham as a standard to follow. When he said the just shall live by faith, it was a revelation that came out of the life that Abraham lived. Are you getting what I'm saying? We all have the same spirit of faith. It was written. They have the same spirit of faith. And then we also have the same spirit of faith. Therefore, we believe and we speak. It was because Abraham spoke. Are you getting what I'm saying? Bible says he believed God who called those things that, that be not as though they were. They were. He hoped against hope. It's the life he lived. So when God, when God is a family God, so he knows that there's going to be many family guys, many faith guys. So he set up a father. And he says, Sarah. Now, if you look at Sarah there, there is another legal that looks legal. I mean, Keturah. Do you remember there was Keturah? Abraham. Abraham. He, he walked in faith to the extent that there was leftover. You know, Bible says that he, he did not consider his body or the body of Sarah there. He was, after he gave birth to Isaac, he went on to give birth. Married Keturah. In that old age. For you to know faith. It produced a lot. Praise God. Even Heshra had that. But you see Keturah was not there. Look at Abraham your father. And because some of you have been planning polygamy. You, you can see now. Adam and Eve. I'm even showing you this from their, their generation. So that you not marry you know, people that will bring trouble to your life and destiny. Realize or locate the ones that carry eternal plan. That match with your home. That is just the simple truth. I branched there. Let me just quickly come out. Or some of you, you want more. So God owns. You want more, but I don't have more. God owns, propagate, propagate, nurture, and establish for fruition and dominion, family. Whether spiritual, biological, or in any other form. Family. God initiates, he owns it, propagates it, nurtures it to establishment for fruition and dominion. And I will show you. Look at it. Family. And Jesus came to fund the kingdom. You know, in order for us to bring us into that family and initiate us, establish every one of us, he came to fund the kingdom and initiate it. On the, and that's why when you saw Jesus Christ, you know, if you read about Jesus Christ preaching, he's telling you the kingdom of God is at end, the kingdom of God. So it's all about the body of Christ. It's all about somebody who believes with his heart and confesses with his mouth and is, is initiated into the body of Christ. If you are still here, can you say Amen. So Jesus, that's why the Bible refers to him as the firstborn from the dead, first fruit and firstborn of all creation and all that. If you check Romans, if you check um, Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 to 18, you'll get the details there. Colossians chapter 1 15 to 18. Alright? Then, God puts the blessing. The blessing is the Holy Spirit. In Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22, he said the blessing make rich, not plural, singular. The blessing he makes rich and I had no sorrow. 
Alright? To it. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, one rich, and he has no sorrow with it. The blessing is not the riches. The blessing makes rich. The blessing is not the riches. The blessing makes the blessings. Now, the blessing is a person. Bible says, and he had he, he, he. The blessing is he. Money is not he. Material is not he. Houses, lands, not he. He had no sorrow with it. Now, if you get those things without the blessing, there can be sorrow into it. There can be sorrow with it. Now, that's, that's the job. Because if you go after those things without the blessing, there can be sorrow there. And in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the Lord, because is he that is hung on the cross, and blah, blah, blah. That's the blessing, singular. Can you see it again? That's the blessing, singular, of Abraham. Now, we have got Abraham again. So, because Abraham is the father of faith, Bible says those who believe God with Abraham is they are blessed with believing Abraham. Now, there is a blessing that Abraham had. Now, he said that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. So, that means Abraham operated by the Spirit of God. He operated by the Spirit of God. Alright? Look at that. The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That's non Jewish believers, non-Jewish nations, in Christ Jesus. The blessing only comes when you're in Christ Jesus. He said that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So what's the blessing? The Holy Spirit. The person of the Spirit is the blessing in our lives that can cause us to prosper, that can attract or make happen for us the blessings. Without sorrow. I hope that is clear. If it's clear, can you say amen? amen? Good. Now, I have seven things I want to share with you that are inheritance and the heritage of those who believe God. And they are in the family of God. You belong to the family of God on earth now. You are in the kingdom of God on earth. If you don't believe that, let me show you something in the book of Colossians chapter 1. I think it's Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father. Can you see? To the Father. Now, sometimes it's referred to as the Father because it's a family. You are a member of that family. He said, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So I want to show you some of those things that are like inheritance of the saints. There is such a thing called the heritage or the inheritance of the saints. This is what David knew. And he said, lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. Glory to God. Give us some 16 verse, um, I want to believe it should be verse 5, 6 or so. Psalm 16. We'll come back to this. We'll come back. He said, oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my love. Because he's the father of the house. He's the father of the house. You maintain my lot. You are the portion of my inheritance. The lines are falling to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. Can you see that? Somebody say, yes, I have a good inheritance. Yes. One more time. Yes. Do you have a good inheritance? Yes. Good. I want to show you some of those things. 
Now go back to Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Quickly. Now it says, giving thanks to the Father. To the Father. See, you must have the revelation that is a Father. I have thought on that before. So go and get the message and listen. Who has qualified us? We are not qualified. He qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Yes, next verse. He said, he has delivered us from the power of darkness. Can we read this together? Ready, loud, and clear. Go. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Conveyed us into where? The kingdom. Somebody say, I belong to the kingdom. So he has conveyed us to the kingdom of his son. Glory to God. I love that. We belong to the kingdom. Are you in the kingdom? Good. Not everybody answered. Are you in the kingdom? Look at your neighbor and say, I belong to the kingdom. Good. Now, let me just quickly share seven things that are like your heritage, inheritance in the kingdom. Number one is God's son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says for him, in him, with him, and even for him, everything was created and all that is the express invisible image or the express image of in the invisible God. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 to 18. We don't have all the time. John 14, 6. He says it's the way, the truth, and the life. John 1, 3. John 1, 3. The rest, you can go and read the rest. So, Jesus, you see, by the virtue of God loving you, you inherited Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? You receive Jesus. And let me tell you something. You don't belong to this family if you have not received Jesus. You don't belong to this family we are talking about. In the realm of the spirit, if you have not received Jesus. The entry point into everything called heritage and inheritance is Jesus. Is Jesus. He is the one that shed his blood. So that God could just have mercy and receive us into the holies of holies. Glory to God. We are now in his presence. We are in your presence. Father, we are in your presence. You know that song? Let it rain. Uh-huh. So it's songs that sing those kind of songs. Because you refer to him as the father. And you know you carry his presence. Because you are now in the kingdom. Now there is kingdom of God in Nigeria. Glory to God. There is kingdom of God in any nation that you have believers. We are the one that constitutes the kingdom of God. We are the one that are carriers of his presence. Somebody say, I carry his presence. Say, I know who I am. Say, I'm a child of God. Say, I'm a child of the kingdom. I'm a member of the kingdom. I carry his presence in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? So he qualified us for the inheritance in the same. Now, number two is God's word. God's word. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. God's word. And I'm going to just put this in my mind that I should remind people that in the kingdom, money and things come last. You will see it now. In that order, Jesus first. And Jesus gave us his word. <laughs> Powerful. Jesus gave us his word. That's next. Now the first three, they are one. But in that order, we receive Jesus and we receive his word. Glory to God. We receive his word. Look at Acts chapter 20 verse 32. We are going to read it together loud and clear. Ready? Go. So now, brethren, 
is very, is very low. I can't hear your voice. Let's do it. One, two, three, go. So now, brethren, yes. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are... The word of God is our everlasting heritage. The word of God. God's word. God's word. Now, how you treat Jesus determines how you are going to interact with the word. How you interact with the word determines how you are going to relate with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is number three. Look at this scripture. It says, I commend you to God. God is talking about here is God the Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I commend you to God the Holy Spirit. You see. And the word of his grace. The word of his grace. And he says the inheritance is among the saints. And that word and the spirit will build you up. To assess the inheritance among the saints. Number four. Hmm. Number four. Quickly. Now you know I shared with you that the spirit is the blessing that has come into us. Number four. Somebody say I got the Holy Ghost in me. Say I have the spirit of God in me. So if you're a believer, you have the Spirit of God, you have the Word of God, you have Jesus in your life. Now, let's move to number four. Number four now is the mandate of heaven. You were not saved to be rich. This might shock you. Otherwise, you could be rich without being saved. How many of you know you can be rich without being saved? You can be wealthy without being saved. Have you ever seen people that have money, have riches, have materials, have lands, and they are not born again? Have you ever seen people like that? So that's the proof that you can be saved without riches. And if you learn this, you will understand that in the order of things, when you have Jesus, you assess the word and the spirit, the next thing is the mandate of heaven. Why are you saved? What is in the heart of God? What is the intent or the intention of God? That brought you into Christ. Why? There is nothing. There is no other reason why you are born again. Than to be part of the earthly harvest. There is no other reason. Than to serve the kingdom of God. Than to serve God. Than to represent him. Than than to shine the light of the gospel. For people in your office to be saved. For people in your family. Biological family to be saved. For people in your neighbor, in the neighborhood, to be saved. So, we are part of the whole army of God, working out the plan of God on the earth. But you see, it's, it's, a, it's a lot a challenge in the body of Christ. And I want us to get it right here. Don't come to church again to come and get things from God. God knows you are in need of what you are getting. He can give you where you are at home. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at the worship we just finished. That's what, that's what it means to come for a service. That you worship God with the saints. Within you, you know that you are operating on another frequency because the saints are now present with you. The angels are present. And you are lost giving him praise and worshiping him. As we are worshiping, it's not impossible that somebody in this corner of his mind that's why they sing all kinds of songs. God doesn't see that. 
That to see me as I'm struggling. God see me. That's why they say that when they climb a very high mountain, God has answered their prayer. Don't pray when you climb. Somebody who is sleeping in his bedroom in Lekki, praise God. His answers will be his prayer will be answered. You that have traveled to to um um Ito Ajinore, your prayer might not be answered. Praise God. <laughs> Get there. I said, because I've been I've been climbing. There are some mountains you, you spend like two hours to climb. True. True. Mountains. And God has met with people on those mountains. And God is still meeting with people on those mountains. And to be frank with you, those mountains are not monuments. They are not, they are not places. God doesn't have those kind of places on earth. That this is the only special place where he functions. He doesn't have. He only has people on earth. Did you get what I'm saying? Do you know they can have a very terrible worldly party in this place? Do you know they can have? And the atmosphere here will be different. So who determines what is going on here? Who? Say it louder. The people, we determine it. So if you're in your room and you are so lost in worship without distraction, those men of old they wouldn't want to see men. They separated themselves and they went that, went that way. And they met God. They could be there 30 days and be praying. Nobody disturbing anybody. Some of them were like that. And because so mighty things happened in that place, you know, let me tell you, just like Peter, James, and John, they said, ah, Elijah, ah, Moses, ah. They even forgot about the vision of Jesus. They forgot about the mandate of the kingdom. They forgot Jesus was to die. They, they said, let's just create a tabernacle here for you, Jesus, for Elijah, and for Moses, and we are just going to be here. They've even forgotten the rest of the disciples that we are just going to be. And that's what happened. Men try to build monuments around the move of God. When you say something is a move, it means that it doesn't have a permanent place. Do you get that? In case you are relocating, don't think your God is back in Africa and you are now in uh, uh, Yugoslavia. Praise God. Aha. If you are still here, can you say amen? So there is a mandate. Somebody said there is a mandate. So all of us have that heritage of a mandate. If you are a deliberate, if you are a citizen of Nigeria, you know Nigeria has a mandate. I'm not sure, but there should be a mandate for unity and progress. Praise God. There should be a mandate. Ah, cha-cha. Oh, Lord. Oh, okay. Now, you belong to Communion Christian Center. We have a mandate. Everybody who has gone through our training system, the most basic training system. And if you listen well when we preach, we say it a lot. We help people to discover, pursue, and fulfill their purpose, God-given purpose or destinies in life. It's as simple as that. It's part of fulfilling the general mandate of heaven. You cannot preach you cannot help people to discover, pursue, and fulfill their purpose without preaching to them. Without getting them saved. Getting them filled with the Spirit. Number one. Number two. Getting them to meet Jesus. Getting them the Word. Or getting the Word into them. And then getting them saved. Getting them filled with the Spirit. Number one. Number two. Number three. That's the mandate. Number four. 
So there's a mandate for the body. The end time harvest. That is a strong burning desires in the heart of God. This strong burning desires in the heart of God is not God for God to give you a limousine. You are thinking too small. The mandate is bigger than that. For God to give you a wonderful family. You are thinking too small. The mandate of the kingdom is that all men should come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved. All men. And when I say all men, it means all men and women. I hope that is clear. That's number four. What's number one? Number one, God's son. Number two, God's word. Number three, God's spirit. Number four, God's mandate. Kingdom mandate. Number five, the gift of men. It's in that order. That's why you cannot, no pastor, the gift of men are the ministry gifts. You know, there is, is, there is a gift, the gift of the spirit. Prophecy, word of knowledge, Tongues, diverse kind of tongues, interpretation of tongues. How many of you know that? You know that, right? Good. But the gift of the Spirit is different from the gift of men. The ministry gifts of the Spirit. Ministry gifts. Those are fivefold or fourfold, as it may, I mean, anyone you believe is correct. Fivefold or fourfold. Well, sometimes they put pastor and teacher together. All right? Pastor teacher, evangelist, prophet, and apostle, five. But if you put pastor and teacher together, all right, uh, is four. So anyone you believe, as the case may be, but the five exists. And then it talks about ministry of herbs, administrations, and some other things. Now, you cannot fulfill the mandate without having ministry gifts. After the mandate is ministry gifts. That is why there is no pastor that can bring the kingdom of God down. No matter how imperfect the pastor is. The mandate is perfect. The Holy Spirit is perfect. The first four is perfect. Out of the heritage and inheritance. From where men. <laughs> got involved. There is imperfection. Ministry gifts. But you know what God did with ministry gifts? They are the ones that supply Everything that everyone is doing, it flows through them into the body. If, if we have a way we'll get there, if it will flow, God Almighty discharges certain things or releases certain things into the body, into a local assembly, through his, the angel of the assembly or through his ministry gifts in the assembly. That's very important. That's why you can be praying for five days and not get answers sometimes. And then the ministry gift in charge of the assembly just look at you and say, what's the problem? And you say, it's so-so. And say, it is done. And it will happen. Because they are ministry gifts. They don't knock to enter God's corridor. They enter. They are gifts. God cooked them and sent them to the body. To manage the body. If you want to burn your destiny, you go against the ministry gift. And I know some of you have read different kinds of articles. Touch not my anointed. Oh, rubbish. Oh, rubbish. Even that word, touch not my anointed, includes you. You should be touch not. Are you getting what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean that the ministry gifts are perfect. They make mistakes. 
Alright? But let me say we make mistakes. But then you don't dishonor because of the grace that is flowing to you. I, I don't want to talk so long. Just write 133, Psalm 133. It's like the ointment or anointing that flows from the head of Aaron. Why did God use Aaron in that place? Because that represents the priesthood. This priesthood. Jesus is now our high priest to the whole body. And Jesus now sets high priest to every family cell unit. Redeem unit. High priest. Communion unit. High priest. Are you getting what I'm saying? And when the high priest, our high priest Jesus, is releasing things and distributing things in the body, he goes through all those high priests of different assembly. That's why the Bible says, to the angel at Sardis, he wrote. To the angels at Pagamos. You remember those seven churches? To the angel at Philadelphia. To the angel at Communion. Relax. Don't, send you, don't stress yourself. That's the message. Praise God. <laughs> don't stress yourself. They have gotten it. To the angels at Communion. You can close now. That's not the message. Praise God. <laughs> so we have the gift of men, number five. Number six is the gift of the saints. Your brothers and sisters in Christ. The gift of your neighbors. Look at your neighbors. Say, I love you. Yes. Don't worry, we'll get there. You'll say it. You'll say it tired. The gift of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Your siblings. You know we belong to the same family. Right. In the kingdom family, you can marry your sibling. In the biological family, you can't. If you are here, can you say amen? Good. But the way you would do your... You know, if you have issues with your biological sibling, you go and approach them. Even if they are older than you. You know that? Uh-huh. I know there are some of them, you can still have issues with them, and then it's complicated. And there is a way you shall, you shall sort it out. Look at it. In every family, there is always one or two persons, whether extended or nuclear, that is like a black sheep of the family. Have you heard that thing before, that word? But has those family ever, you know, thrown away or disowned the person that is like black sheep? Have they ever done that? Because he's still part of the family. He carries the DNA of the family. There is nobody. Even if you have someone who is a froster and is born again, there is nothing you can do. If he has, if he has, if he has, if he has dupe you of two million, five million, you will forgive eventually. And let's go. We can call for missing. We can appeal to you. We can, he's still a member of the family. Have you ever seen crazy people like that? Somebody who is just sleeping with sisters all over the place. He's still a member of the family. It might be difficult for you to accept this truth, but this is the truth. Because you that you are not sleeping around, you are just keeping one person. You are still a member of the family. It's the same feather that you have been boys of fame feather flocking together. It's just that somebody is branching. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a member of the family. If you look at this family very well, you realize that nobody is perfect here. I know you don't have to say yes. If you are not perfect, <laughs> who is perfect? I mean, that's the truth. It begins with you. And the Bible never said you are saved and you are perfect. He said you are being equipped to, for the perfecting of the saints. 
That's the purpose of the ministry gift. For the perfecting of the saints. God is coming for a blameless church. So by that time, the saints will have matured to be able to receive him. And I'm not saying that to make you feel so comfortable in your imperfection. You must always desire to grow in spirit and truth. So you have your brothers and sisters, and that's why you must not fight them. They are your co-stewards. They are your fighters of faith. They are people that they should be your um, to-go person. I mean, to-go person. I mean, how do you to go, yes. They should be people you share your thoughts with. They should be people you, do you understand? Now, not just, I mean, you can have friends outside the body of Christ, but you don't share deep things with them. You can have friends outside this church who are also believers somewhere else, alright? You can share with them. But much more, primarily, it should be here. The same thing with marriage. Because if you don't relate well with the members of the household of faith, when it comes to marriage, it will be difficult. The last one. So let's read from, what's number one again? God's son, right? Number two? God's word. Number three? God's spirit. Number four? God's mandate. Number five? Gift of men. Number six? The gift of the saints. Do you know number seven? Is the blessings of things. The blessing of things, positions, lands, materials, and all the good things of life. And if you take number seven, if you go after number seven first, you will get it with sorrow. That's according to the scripture. God knows that you are in need of it. Have Jesus in your life if you are not born again. But because you are believers, you already have Jesus. You have his word. You have his spirit. You have a pastor in your spiritual family, or there's an evangelist or so. And now listen to me. This is very important. You have a pastor. You have the mandate. You know the will and the plan of God for you. You know the mandate of heaven. The overall mandate. The harvest of souls in the end of days. And then you have siblings. What come, See, money comes last. Lands come last. That is why if you don't have number seven, if you have number six, you're okay. Some of you may not know. You may not know. I know, Pastor, I'm not okay. Ah, you are okay. You are okay. It is impossible to flow well with the first six and not have seven. But if you go after the seventh, you will struggle. The blessings of things. The seventh one does not have eternal value. For your information. It doesn't, it, there's no record, eternal record of the seventh one. God just bless you with those things. He knows you are, in, you are in need of them. He bless you with them so that you can use this to propagate number four, the mandate. If it's clear, can you say amen? amen. Good. So all the family members must be visionary or vision driven and purpose driven according to God's mandate. Now, the number one virtue I want to share with you is loving. Somebody say loving. Now, I'll give you maybe just two scriptures. In Romans chapter 13, verse 8 to 10, he said, love, love, that, I mean, that owe no man nothing but love, 
And then he says, love your neighbor as yourself, love God, and blah, blah, blah. He said, love is the fulfillment of the law. Now, I share something in first service that I want you to get. The love Bible talks about, and it describes as agape, listen to me, is an unconditional love. That when you are relating with God, it's unconditional love. When you are relating with men, as a vertical and horizontal relationship, is unconditional love. And that is why the Bible says that when you love God, and then you'll be able to love your neighbor as yourself. And it says the whole summary of the law is that. That's the whole summary of the law. What Moses was trying to push to people is that people should love God and then love their neighbor as themselves. Now listen to this. A virtue in the kingdom family is love. God is love and you are love. And because you have capacity to love, you should love. And you need to not just know about it, you need to start practicing it. It's an unconditional love. The love that does not expect anything in return. How many of you have ever given anybody something that you don't expect anything in return? Do you know those kind of giving? Do you have an idea of those kind of giving? Especially people that ask for hands. You don't even know them anyway. Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you know the reason why people give them 50 naira, 100 naira, 20 naira? It's because they, they can part with that. They are not expecting anything in return. The one you really love, erotically, you will not give 50 naira. I'm just talking erotically. The one you love, the filial kind of love, is the brotherly love. Erotic love is the love between a man and his wife. The husband and wife. Erotic. Always running up and down. Affectionate, attraction, emotional. You understand? Erotic. You understand? If he's not doing you that way, ah, check your erotic meter. Are you getting what I'm saying? You, have to, you understand that... Ah, and you want to grab, and it's picture before you that you are grabbing. <laughs> the real person is at work. Praise God. That's erotic love. Feel you is that no matter how it is, this person is my brother. My biological brother. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me give you an example. Although Agape mixed with this one. Somebody got sick and, uh, you know, this person, we don't talk like an aunt. Did all kinds of things. You know that in families, there are people that you cannot, you just have to just go through, praise God. As in, just come on high. How do you people say it? This person went to go and sell a land. I'm not joking. This, he did all kinds of things. And he's a woman. First sick, in fact, she fainted somewhere and she was rushed to be resuscitated in a, in, a, in a hospital. When she woke up, she had not spoken to me. I mean, we don't talk. When she woke up, they asked her, when they resuscitated her after like two days, they asked her, so who can we, she don't even have people. Who can we reach? She said, they called this number, it was my number. Whether I like it or not, she's my aunt. That's filial. Are you getting what I'm saying? I know some of you have done something like that to your relative, your relation. Your people, you don't... 
ha, ha. If we should look at what your father did, if we should look at what you did, ah, 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 ah. If not because we are bearing the same surname. There are crazy people in families. How many of you understand what I'm talking? Don't you look at me as if my family is strange. We're in the same kind of business. Praise God. Are you getting? Or maybe your parents trained some people and they ended up big and they shunned the, the family that, that, that trained them. A guy came to me one day. He said, Pastor, can you imagine that all the people my father labored on, as in he actually practically took his younger ones as his first set of children. And invested when he had money on them, thinking that they would be good to his own children by the time his children came up. They turned their back against the children. I called the guy and said, come. I said, come. Even the Bible says, if your father and mother forsake you, he will take care of you. You have to forget whatever your father might have done. You have to even go and preach to your father so that he will not be offended. I said, family, family. Whatever God has given in your power to do, you do what? You do. The woman has left the hospital now. I sent money. In fact, this afternoon, I'm sending money to half of food in the next two weeks. I'm not joking. And it's not, you know, it's not, if you do that, I enter hospital, ask the doctor. When you're coming out, you know what you'll have spent. That's why you should have faith. Praise God. Even if it's public hospital, ask the doctor. They'll tell you now. Well, I don't know. I don't ah. That which you don't know. By the time you pay, you know. Because they will find out something, you will come out. <laughs> but you see, if you are in trouble, there will always be a family. Even when you don't talk to them. That's how terrible it is. Somebody has left this church for a while. How you even left, I don't know. Some people will even talk anyhow, just say, even react, got angry, and then you just suddenly see them coming back to church. Ah. You came. You are welcome. Whether you like it or not, it's a member of the... Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody look down on you. Somebody look anyhow on you. You greet somebody doesn't enter. He, he, look, he, the boy doesn't answer. He's a member of the family. So when we are describing this love, you know I just shared with you filial and erotic. But when we are talking about agape, chai, agape is you continue to labor on someone, the person is not getting it, and you continue. You continue to correct someone and the person is not getting it and you agape is very strong. In fact, God will be rebooking you. If you punish somebody too much, God will still rebook you. This agape thing. Look at ah, Jesus. Bible says Jesus left the whole glory in heaven. He came here. He stripped himself of every form of reputation, glory, dignity. He was made a little lower than the angels. And he came, he became a man, humbled himself into Mary, Mary, God, Mary. Fallopian tube, Mary. God, Fallopian tube, womb. God, Joseph. Bethlehem. There was no evil, there was no room. And he, Jonathan, they just gave back to him in one corner. Are you getting what I'm saying? He came, he's so humble, they were killing people, he ran away. God, ran from Herod. That is love. That is, he deliberately subjected himself through those process to participate. That's what Bible says that he is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. He went through everything that you will ever go through. There is nothing you will go through that can be almost 50% of what he went through. The one that announced him 
doubted him. You know John the Baptist? His cousin. Agape is unconditional. Let me read some scriptures to you. But see what I'm telling you. But see what I'm telling you. You cannot feel it like ministry gifts. You have not really, you have not really labored on people. You are getting there. All of you will start laboring on people. You are getting there. It's more or less like you, you give birth to a child and then you send the child to school. You know the process of raising a kid, of training a child. You know the process. You take the child to school. All through preschool, uh, pre-kindergarten, there's so many now. We only know primary, secondary, and then you graduate in university. That's what, but there's preschool, there's kindergarten, there's uh, pre-this, there's pre crutch there's crutch there's all those kind of things now. Now, I, I don't know, it's not a father, praise God, it's not part of my jurisdiction, but, uh, you know, if God has his way, I will know it, uh, all right? And then if God doesn't mind, and then... Um, you know, there might not be need. So now, you go through all those processes to the university only for the person to turn his back or her back against you. That's why some of you have to be careful because the same parent that labored can cause. You have to be careful the way you talk to your parents. What they went through. Can you carry yourself for, for nine months? Just humble yourself. So, but there is that love between the father, the mother, and the child. Do you know as powerful as that love is? Do you know it's still feel you? It's not agape. Because there are mothers that cause their children. There are mothers that donate their children in, the, in witchcraft and uh, lunto meeting. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are people that do guess, there are people that do all kinds of manipulation. There are mothers that, especially if you watch all these Nollywood movies, that want their children to marry so-so kind of person so that the person can be giving them money. Uh, that's, that's the limitations of those filial and erotic. But you see, if you operate in agape, most of the time, if you don't operate in agape, if you don't operate in agape, don't go and generate erotic love. If you don't operate in agape, don't go and suspend the operation of the filial love. The reason why I said this is that when filial is failing, agape will sustain it. Agape, unconditional love, must, Bible says it has been shared abroad in our hearts. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. You actually have the capacity to operate in agape. If your egbo, your uncle, your brother, your sister offend you seriously, you forget in agape. You forgive. If filio is failing, agape will, will uphold it. If... Um, um, erotic, ah, erotic, and you know, Bible told some people. He said, "Return to your first love." Do you remember? Oh, when you get married, it's doing you like you are snapping the ocean without anybody being there. You are snapping your uh, the flower, uh, the butterfly, all those things. Even lion, they are playing in your mind. But let me tell you something. But agape, see all this erotic stuff. Hey, if I don't see you, I'm gonna die. Thank God you are not in love with somebody like me. I would have said, die. I will come and resurrect you from it. No, no, no. It might even be true. It might not be lie. Because that's what erotic love is saying. It makes you to have high tension emotional flow. You, you are just... Ah! What do you mean? But the truth is this. Agape is calm. 
Unconditional love is matured. Unconditional love is peaceful. Unconditional love is reasonable, is stable. Well, if erotic love fails, you will realize that it's not by hanging out. You can hang hanging out. You will realize that it's not by dating. <laughs> dating. Unconditional love. Let me read one or two scriptures. Let's go. I think it's only love you who will do this this second afternoon. <laughs> and I said in the first service that I might be able to finish. Uh, oh God. Now, now let's quickly see Romans chapter 13, verse, verse 8. No, no, no. I've said that. Um, just go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Let's read from verse 1. So, but from verse 4, you will start reading with me. Look at verse 1. Do I speak with the tongues of men and of angels? That is, you are speaking in tongues. Have you heard some tongues in this church? Fantastic tongue. If I speak in tongues. I know some of you. God knows the number of your house. But do you know that it's still tongue? You are still a member of the family. There's nothing we can do about you. Because if I hear, I will be, there's a way that the tongue, you know, it doesn't only edify the only tongue, it edifies me too. <laughs> the era. But I don't understand that. And that's why the Bible calls it the tongues of the angel. He said, but have not agape love. I have become sanding brass or a clanging cymbal. I just make noise. I'm making noise. And you know what it means to be making noise? You are constituting nuisance in the environment. It's not coming from the heart of love. So that means tongues does not make sense when it does not come from the heart of agape. Go to the next verse. Next verse says something. And though I have the gift of prophecy, I mean, this, this guy is spiritual. Look at this guy. You saw a cute guy, handsome, lovely, nice bed, speck. And you realize that he has the gift of prophecy. Hey, hey. Look at it and say, understanding all mysteries. That you came, you say, hey, this part of my life, I don't understand. You say, you see, this is what God is saying. Ah! And that's not that's, that's speculanto. It's not just spec. Look at it. He said, understanding all mysteries and all knowledge. And do I have all faith so that I could move mountains? You can imagine. I mean, you know, marriage is not just an acquisition. If you have a mountain, you cannot move. And you, are, you start, you know, you are married or you are dating somebody who has all this, who can move all mountains. <laughs> you just relax now and say, ah, bros. <laughs> There's a mountain here that I've been trying to move. But look at what he says. So that I could move mountains, but I've not love. He said, I am nothing. This is very powerful. No wonder Jesus says, we, he said, I don't know you. He said, how? We cast out demons in your name. We heal the sick in your name. All those things came not out of agape. Are you getting what I'm saying? That people cast out demons because of what they will get in returns. 
And because they have faith in God, they cast it successfully. And it's not just because they are possessed. It's not because they visit um, um, uh, Papalawos or Abalist or something, or they are doing something. No! Because to operate in agape, you have to be deeply intimate with God. Okay. Do you agree that somebody can sing in church without having a relationship with God? Do you agree that? Because you can learn how to sing. But songs are different from songs. There are songs that came that come from intimacy, from agape, a heart of love. He's not singing and using one eye to check whether that sister is in church. <laughs> After the service, I will give her the peace of my mind. I will sing of your love forever. Do you understand? And there's somebody in church is beefy. There's no agape there. So he said, look at it, say I'm nothing. Look at the next verse. Let's just do love. This second service, please. L- lo- no, 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 no. Next verse, verse 3. I know Bible. Don't, you can't buy that. And though I bestow all my... Oh, this is deep. You can't meet a babe. Mostly, babes can be a bit stingy. Especially in relationship. Maybe hiding things. Somebody is dancing on the day of his of, of our wedding. He said, pack those money. I heard it. It happened. He said, please, help me pack this. These are my money, please. And they are packing the money for her. And the husband was dancing along. Right? These are my money. And you know people that, are talk, that talk like that, if you check the budget of the wedding, they might have no input. The budget of the wedding. Or he put money so that he can use this one as the return on investment. Nigeria is funny now. Where you see wife that could knife with kidnappers to take the husband and share. Uh, have you not heard cases like that? Yes, no, there will be cases like that. I know there will be husbands too that kidnap wives. Or the father-in-law. Life is now serious. So you can see a lady who will go back and say, hey, you see all this yam for the engagements? Don't, how can you say you want to collect 30 tubas? No, 100 tubas. Ah, you don't know Sheguni. Ah, Shegun. Solid guy. Put 100. Me, I will take 50. You will take 50. If you see what Christians are doing now, it's worse among Christians. Because we have been taught to be living our faith in a transactional way, transactional kind of living. A faith that is transactional, not transformational. But transformational faith is the one that stems out of agape. If you are still here, can you say amen? amen. Let's go to verse 4. We are going to read that together. Are you ready? Please read loud, loud. We will stop if you don't read out loud. We need you to read. Look at your neighbor and say, please read. Read out loud. Uh, let's start. One, two, three, go. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Yes. Verse 5. Does not behave rudely. It has come down. Let's take it again. One, two, three, go. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own selfish. Is not provoked. Yes? Takes no evil. So it means there's nothing we do. You, you, the person will not be provoked. 
A believer from beneath does not have the peace of his or her mind again. Agape has removed, operated the peace of his or her mind. A believer from Oshun does not have cause. Do you understand? I know that, you know that, that, that different, um, how do you call them now within a tribe? Different dialects. Alright? That they have some things that are very synonymous that the people say about them. Things that are negative. Why are you looking at me like they said the Jebu people are what? But a believer who is an Ijebu person is generous. Do you get what I'm saying? They say Ijebu people do what? They curse. But a, I mean, the tongue has been arrested by the agape love. But you see, it still plays out in some believers. Ah, if I show you my true self, what is your true self? That is different from a new man in Christ. What's your true? This is how you enter marriage and you go and scatter the marriage. Because your true self is still hidden somewhere. And Paul says, my old man, my old self has been crucified with the Lord Jesus. I can't talk like I used to talk. I can't be stingy even though I inherited it. Agape is now finding expression in my life. Does not behave rudely, does not seek his own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Let's continue. Verse 6. 1, 2, 3, go. Yes? Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in, in the truth. Yes? Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Yes? Love never. See, now, the one, I told you, filial and all those things can fail. But agape cannot what? Can never fail. Yes? But whether there are prophecies, they will louder. Whether there are tongues, they will seek. Whether there is knowledge, it will. Go to verse 13. Let's read that loud and clear. Everybody. Let's rise up. Well, I have seven. Seven of them. Solid. On Telegram, make sure you join our Telegram. You will get first service message. I think I reached number what in first service? Number three. Submitting, Abby. This thing must be the way you live. And do you know that when we organize a family connect, it's based on these things. That there must be that connection at a local and a micro and an area level. That you can't be a communion and you are living in Agidingby. And there's somebody else who is a communion member who lives in Agidingby on the same Agidingby road and there is no connection. There's no connection. A go-to person, a one call away. And that's why we say that let there be area family connects. So people can relate and pray together and you know fellowship together. And if one is celebrating birthday, it can be celebrated together. So that at that level, you are not left, nobody is left out. So if somebody you know wants to marry, it's the immediate people in that environment. And the, since we have been doing it, it has been very fantastic. 
Somebody gave birth, and then within that family, they raised a gift. They visited. Somebody is sick, within that family, they are your first call, first, um, first people to call. All right? So there is the head of the family there who is more or less like a delegated pastor to handle that family. So when we do families and friends, what we do is that the friends are the people we invite. The families are those family, power family, grace family, holiness family, honor family. What other families do we have? Joy family, right? Love family. And I mean, do you get what I'm saying? So that we will be able to relate well with ourselves. And without these things, there is no marriage. Without these things, there is no blessings. Without these things, there is no financial. See, I am telling you blunt truths. The way church used to be before mega churches came up is that it's a communal thing. That when somebody is celebrating something, everybody celebrates. That's why it says, weep with those who are weeping and rejoice with those who are what? Rejoicing. Somebody can go through a very hard time, maybe he lost somebody or something, and you are there. The old church will eventually still attend, but those people are the first set of people. And we don't just do things in this church, except he has revealed it to me. I don't just, that's why it's difficult for me to pull down. I'm not saying I'm perfect in all the time, but that's, it's difficult for me to pull down something. But you have to understand it, that this is the reason for this. When it's time for prayer, you do it. When it's time to, at that local level, you do outreach together. You fulfilling the mandates together. You pray together. But you see, agape is the root of everything. It's the root of everything. You are not too classy. To relate with others. And you are not, you are not so ras. No. What's that? Somebody was trying to tell me, you know I don't have access to some of these things. Somebody just gave me say, I said, what's that? I don't even know. It has been happening for like almost a year. I don't know. Until I saw the picture of somebody with color here and he said he's president of Nigeria. I said, who is this guy again? That is contesting. I said, who is this guy? Somebody was not saying, he said, you don't know. The person that was telling me, said, he said, he said, you are in Nigeria, you don't know what's going on. I said, what's going on? I said, who is this guy? I don't know this party. Ah, he said, which party? He said, that's our future president. I said, which future president? I saw gray. I said, white. I saw maybe yellow or something. So you can't be saying, you can't say you have come into a mess and you are so ras that you cannot flow. Or you are so classy and so touch, your leg doesn't touch the floor. How can pastor say, everybody move your shoe and you are prophesying that? No, I don't do that. There are jams on this floor. Huh? Jams on this floor. I wanted to say that something will not say, but let's, let's stop all these things. Look at your neighbor. Say, I love you. Go to somebody else. Somebody is saying I love you to his wife. Before uncle. Go to somebody else, please. Say it's compulsory for me to love you. Say I don't have choice than to love you. Say I love you. <laughs> Hello, look at me. Has somebody ever offended you and then the person find it difficult to say sorry? 
And um, the person doesn't have a choice that to say sorry. Maybe somebody here has say, we are going to say sorry. Yes, uh, sorry. But if somebody tells you sorry and you have agape love, you know you will take it like that. Some of you are even doing violence. You have to change your ways. You can't be doing violence with agape love. Eh? A woman slap in the public and she became your hero. Where, where, who taught you these things? The woman slapped another woman in the public and she became your hero. And then a, a slogan or a vocabulary violence came out of that. And then they used to carry one things like a they used to do it like this. They say, comrade. I'm yet to understand the reason. I don't know that it now. <laughs> they say, comrade. They will carry it and put on, uh, on a picture. And then, it's about Comrade, let's go there. All those things. <laughs> this, this generation, eh? <laughs> but you know you're a comrade in Christ. You are a soldier of Christ. Someone say, I'm a soldier of Christ. Say, I am full of love. I'm full of agape. Say, I'm full of agape. Say, I love unconditionally. Say, I have received the love of the Father. Say, I received the love of the Father. And I love my neighbor as myself. Look at people around and say, I love you, 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 I love you. It's so terrible that you were once in a relationship with somebody and he broke up. And because of that, you can't even wish the person happy birthday. It shouldn't be that bad. There was a lady that was frustrated out of a relationship. Very terrible matter that happened. Terrible. And it was my pastor that shared it. To the extent that the families know themselves, like about to marry. There are people, you know, there are people who did introduction and the other thing scattered. And when the guy was to marry, the lady came for the wedding. And the father, the father of the guy, I be the parent of the guy, they said, You came? You came. That's Christianity. These things I'm telling you, they are very difficult. They are very difficult. That you are putting the picture of your ex up on status. There are friends that are about to fight you. They are, they are even more pain than you. They are the ones that make it worse for you. Because you don't talk to the king of kings who will make it soft in your heart. You talk to your friends. No, is it the guy? I've known from the first day. From the first day, the guy, na game, na, na play guy, na, na, na man of steel. Naji. Naji. Don't you see the way you call God? He said, God, God. God, Lomampe, God. But boy, fake. Fake. I, I wanted to tell you, fake me. Some of them with spiritualized say, the other time I was praying it all. I saw I saw him in his spirit. With two girls like that. I've always known. And those are the people you are telling your matter. Complicating it for you. Making it difficult for you to walk in love. Making it difficult. When they are talking about people, even in your family, he said, that oh, so, 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 is the most terrible. He said, 
you'll be, you'll be putting the love of God in their hearts. Let's overlook all these things. We'll not move on. If we don't overlook it, if we are holding people in our hearts, they will be held from fulfilling our destiny. That's the way it is. You are standing here, you have malice. It's so terrible that people have malice, even in the church. I don't know of any now, but I'm, I'm just telling you, by the Spirit. You have somebody who borrowed you money. You are, you are dodging the person. Or somebody, you, are holding, you can't just explain yourself and say, bear with me. There's forbearance in agape. Please, what I am telling you is very serious. In your privacy, you will pray for people. That's love. That's love. Somebody fell into a sexual sin, you will help the person rally around to help the person out of it. That's love. Not being a broadcaster. Eh? Welcome to 10 p.m. news. I'm Amarachi Agomo. Before you know it, start gossiping, start broadcasting the life of the person. Many people get offended because people handle their information in a careless way. It's wrong. Look at, it's even look at the ministry gifts. Any ministry gift that does not hold the confidentiality of people's life so sacred, as he doesn't know God. Sacred. And that's why I tell people, you say, this thing you told me, who else have you told in case you hear it on the third streets. It is not me. Secret, to the extent that even I hold the confidentiality of what people did wrongly to me. I have people who romance and play with people who once were with me and left. They don't know how weighty it is. That's why. You will have taken offense by yourself and go to town and start violence. And that's why I will coldly tell you that all you know about this matter is not up to 30%. And I did it for almost everybody that misbehaved. Because if you don't try and even protect people, even in their bad and their wicked and the way they left, you don't try and protect them, you are not a person of the future. That's love. That's agape. That's agape. May God give all of us understanding. Amen. Can you say a better amen? amen? Can you pray in the Holy Spirit and pray for yourself?